Hey, what's up, family? Hope you all are doing well. I know it's been a long time. Coach and the family just got back from the beach, so I had to make sure I had a little uh, uh, family time. But I'm glad to be back to serve you all, and I'm glad to do this video. We're going to talk about seven ways to turn any setback into a comeback. And a lot of you all are probably going through some things right now. You're like, man, Coach, I'm being set back. Cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that because you can come back from anything. But as everyone is coming in, I want to make sure I talk to those who are watching later, those who's watching on YouTube later or listening later on my uh, podcast. I want to say thank you all so much for being listeners and for watchers. I really appreciate y'all's continued support. And for those who's new to the channel, my name is John. I know I'm scruffy. Man, coaches got back. Look, I ain't get a tent to get no haircut. It's all good. But I just want to welcome all those who's watching for the very first time. My name is Coach Josh, also known as Joshua Ezzy, uh, or Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this video, you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. So as everyone is coming in, let me know where you're watching from, what city, all that good stuff, and get your pens and pads ready because we're going to really get into some points that's really going to help us do so. So let me know where you're watching from. We got Jazzy Million, Million in the building. Thank you so much for watching. Let's get right to the points. Let's get right to work and, and to our points. And uh, the few scriptures that I want to cover real quickly that's going to help us understand these points are uh, James 1, 2 through 4, Romans 8, 28, and 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Let's look at the first one. James 1 through 24 says, count it all joy, my brothers or sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or patience, and let steadfastness or patience have its full effect or full work that you may be perfect, complete, whole lacking of that scripture is very powerful and it's very important for us to understand um because a lot of us when we meet trials of various kinds we don't know how to count um spiritual mathematics is essential for spiritual success our ability to count will determine if we can be counted on right and so if we're able when we're going through a setback or when we're going through something um that seems like a trial period of testing then we're able to say i can count this as joy because when i count it as joy i know I, it's easy for me to count something joyful when I know the purpose of the trial. See, it says count it all joy when you meet. See, the, the issue is many of us wait till we get into the middle of a trial to see if it's worth our while. But we, we have to make sure that when we meet the trial, we count it all joy because we already know that I have to be tried in order for me to be trusted. Right. And so in order for me to have a strong comeback, in order for me to be successful, I have to be tried. I have to be tested in order for me to be my best. You can't be your best without tests. Right. So when you know that your faith must be tested and that faith is a muscle and you're unable to be able to hold anything without faith. Then you know when the trial comes, you can count it all joy, knowing that I get an opportunity to be improved. I get an opportunity to be updated. I get an opportunity to be strengthened because I know this trial, this tough season, this setback is going to propel me to a strong comeback. That's a mindset that you have to have. It says count it all joy when you meet various trials. See, when I tell people about this text, I, I encourage them to let them know that you can't be versatile without various trials. In order to be versatile, you got to go through different types of things. How can you survive in a water battle if you're not uh, if you haven't been through the trials of water? 
How can you handle battles of the air if you haven't been through trials of the air? How can you succeed in battles on ground or on land if you haven't been tried or gone through trials of those things? See, God wants a versatile soldier. He wants a soldier who is able to be used in any moment. That's why Paul said, I know how it is to be a base. I know how to be, I know how it is to be a bound. I know how it is to be successful. I know how it is how to be with, if it's not, not successful, right? See, for me, I, I listen, I know how it is to eat at Whole Foods, but I also know how to eat a bologna and cheese sandwich if I have to. I know it don't matter if anything happens. I know I can make a slapping peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I mean, thick. I mean, a peanut butter. I could, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what. I know how to be a base and a bound. And that's essential. See, when you understand that you are a soldier and not a civilian, you're trained accordingly. The Bible says no soldier entangles themselves in civilian affairs for his or her joy is to please the one and enlisted them. All right. So this verse is very paramount for us when it says to count it all joy when you meet. So when you meet the trial, my question to you is, how do you respond? So when you are going through a setback, how do you respond? When you're going through a trial, how do you respond? That your level of respond determines the level of your mathematical ability spiritually. Because if I know how to count spiritual mathematics, then I know that when I meet a trial, I know I have an opportunity, not an obstacle. So it says, count all joy, my brothers, my sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, knowing that the various kinds of trials will make me versatile. For you know, for you know that the testing of your faith, a faith that hasn't been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. A faith that hasn't been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces, that when my faith is tested, it naturally produces steadfastness or patience. You are not going to be able to sustain anything valuable without patience. Most of my blessings came from my patience. Patience comes from knowing and knowing comes from counting. When I know how to count, then I know. I count well because I know well. And I know well because I understand the, the, the value of patience. I understand that. Listen, it don't matter what storyline I'm in. I smile when I'm in line because I know that in any given moment, my patience can, can, can push me and propel me into a blessing. You know how many times a lady or a cashier, whether male or female, you know, they'll be like, hey, hey, God, I got you. Aisle number four is open and I'll be I just have some waters. I have whatever. But it's something about joy. It's something about, hey, I don't mind being in traffic because, listen, I know God orders my steps. So when you know that that God is the flow, then you don't mind if you have to slow because, you know, hey, that 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 there is purpose even in the setback. There is purpose even in the 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 uh, the, the delay. I, I, I'd rather be delayed than than um, to be uh, 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 suffer loss. Right. So I don't know if I can see the scripture, but it says, um, uh, uh, for, you know, that the testing of your faith produces steadfast and steadfast means I can stand long. Steadfast means, hey, hey, it ain't nothing to me. <laughs> hey, this ain't nothing. I can stand here. God, I don't mind being here because I know steadfast means I can be patient. And it says, and let that means let means I have to give permission to patience. 
I have to give steadfastness permission to have its what? Full effect. You got to let that setback have its full effect. You got to let that season or whatever have its full effect so you can have a strong comeback. Because, hey, that's what hinders a lot of people from breakups. When people go through breakups, they, they, they stay broken. But the goal in life is no matter what happens to me, I'm going to build myself up. Because even if a person comes back, see, a changed mind doesn't mean changed character. Woo. Just because somebody comes to their senses doesn't mean they change. So somebody can go out there and find out that the grass they had previously was greener, obviously, than the grass they went out there to try to uh, toil. Just because they come back doesn't mean they change in character. But if they do come back, they should come back to see that you're not there waiting for them. You got to let patience have its full effect. And what I mean by full effect, that these setbacks, these things you're going through right now are developing or erasing the defects so that you can be full, so that you can be what? Let's look at the text. So that you can be, um, let me make sure I get it so you can see. Oh, wrong, wrong one. So that you can, uh, and let steadfast have its full effect. Why? That you may be perfect. That word perfect means whole, healthy, able. And complete lack of nothing. That text is very profound. Like it's basically telling us that 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 some of the things that we go through in life, trials, setbacks, and things like that, is it there's purpose in it. Why? Because if I become more patient, then I am more healthy. Do you know that marriage requires patience? Parenting requires patience. Ministry requires patience. Ministry management requires pay. No matter what it is that you want to have in life, it requires patience. The issue is most people are training in life like sprinters. They want to be Shari Richardson. I think I said her name right. But most people are not training to be marathon runners. Life is more, life is about marathons. You have to train accordingly. People are so focused on getting from A to B that they don't have the mindset that there is a Z. <laughs> like the goal is there's 26 miles typically in a marathon. And I think there's 26 letters in the alphabet. So the goal is how do I get the Z? But if I, if all I've been training for is to get the B, then when I get the B and I got to get the C, I never see C. <laughs> but if I want to see Z, I got to train accordingly. So it says, make sure I, so y'all can see. So that patience can have its full effect that you may be whole, healthy, and complete. Hold on, give me one second. I'll be right back, y'all. I'm back. I had to check on my wife real quick. She good. She good. I was making sure I heard something, but she's all right. But yeah, you got it. You got it. You got to understand that you cannot. Oh, y'all can't see me. <laughs> you have to understand that you can't get into a place because if you don't have, if you don't allow patience to have its full effect, if you don't allow setbacks to have its full effect, if you don't have allow trials to have its full effect, then you will get into relationships looking to be completed. The issue is many of us are out in the world looking to be completed by something. And it's at its root insecurities. You have to be completed by Christ first in order for you to enjoy life abundantly. 
What that means is in order for me uh, um, to, to come back strong from a setback, I got to let it have its full effect so that I can be whole to hold, so I can be whole enough to hold the next thing in my life, so that I can be complete. Listen, I want to compliment my wife. I don't want to complete her because that's too much work. It's too much work for me to complete her, just like it's, it would be too much work for her to complete me. Because if we in this complete thing situation, then we're going to be trying to be God to each other. Only God can complete a whole. That's why I say, don't go out there looking for a better half. Go look for equal whole. My wife is not my better half. I am an equal whole. She's an equal whole so that we can equally hold this thing together as we're being held by God. But so many people are looking to be completed and in the process end up depleted. Right. So it says, let patience have its full effect that you may be perfect, complete and lacking in nothing. I love the lacking in nothing part. Right now in God, I lack nothing. Right now in God, I lack nothing. In your setback, you lack nothing. You have all that you need to overcome this uh, setback. You do. The thing is, the reason why we 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 are distracted or we become a sour patches is because we think that we have nothing based upon the external things. Right now, I lack nothing. I can pull love from God anytime I need it for my wife. I can pull joy in any circumstances, even even no matter what, because God God is my joy. I can I can pull strength from God anytime because of His joy. I can pull peace. I I, I lack nothing. In order for me to function, right? So that scripture is very profound. Let's go to the next one. Romans 8:20 says, and we know that word again, no. And we know. <laughs> That's why the question is: do you know? In life, you can't think, you gotta know. You can't think, you gotta know. It says, and we know that for those, keep let me tell you something about for those. Uh, that's that for those that whoo, that's a message right there for those. God is not obligated to marry everybody. God's not obligated to promote everybody. God's not obligated. That's why I tell people those who genuinely love God and are genuinely pursuing his purpose will be guaranteed to receive what God has given them the desire to have, period. So that's why I tell people just because uh, 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 in your circle of, of surrounding there's not a lot of men or a lot of women that you find attractive or compatible at the level of, of, of walk that you're on with God. Cool. Because one thing about God is God's like, hey, I'm not obligated to marry everybody. I'm not. For, that's what that scripture says for those. And we know. Are you in the know? Are you in the flow? Right. And we know that for those for those, I ain't worrying about them. I'm part of the those. <laughs> I ain't part of them. I'm part of the those. Which one are you a part of? I'm club those. We those. I ain't them. So that's why you can't compare your life to them. You can't compare your life to them. Are you a part of the those though? All right. It says, and we know that for those, not for them, God's not obligated for them. Listen, I tell, when I preach anytime, I tell people this, I say, listen, when I have kids and I go to pick them up from school, am I picking up the whole school? No, I'm not. I'm picking up minds. <laughs> I don't care about them. They may be great kids, but I'm here for those little ones over there, the Ezzies, those who I'm there for. And we know that for those, what, what, what? 
who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Those two things. Do do I love God and do I and, and am I have I answered the call according to his purpose? Then I know that this setback will be a comeback. Last scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10 says three times Paul said, I pleaded with the Lord about this. <laughs> How many of you all pleaded, pleaded, y'all pleading? I pleaded many times, three times. I pleaded with the Lord, Lord. That means I'm going to talk about bond serving one day. But but three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, whatever that is, is. I know what your this is. I, you know what your this is. I know what my this is. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. <laughs> Some of y'all right now, uh, Lord, I've been pleading for three years for this singleness to leave me. God, I've been pleading. Yeah. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. <laughs> but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. It didn't say his grace is sufficient for everyone. He made it personal. So this right here lets you know, hey, I know you've been pleading about this setback. I know you've been pleading about the issue, the trial that you're facing right now. But God says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. There's something about weakness that, that is a weapon that, Im, that implodes with power. Therefore, I will boast. This Paul talking. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly. Now that I've become aware, now that I know. See, I love that text. In the first part, he didn't know. When we plead, we don't know. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. So he didn't know at that point. But when he got information from God saying that my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So when I know that the more I am weakened, not, not necessarily embodied, but the more I realize that I am nothing without him, the more powerful I become in him. Then once Paul knew, he began to say this, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, meaning that I am nothing in my own strength. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly. Hey, I don't got it all together. I ain't the strongest one. I ain't the most eloquent. I don't care. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness. So that, so that, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's what we want. The power, all the Olympians right now, their, their power is resting on them. Right. What I mean by those hours, those days, those weeks, those months and years of training is resting on them. Right. So when I was when I am connected to God, his power rests on me. Right. And it says uh, uh, more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am for the sake of Christ. That, see, what's, what's your purpose? What's your goal? In order to have a strong comeback, you have to, for the, for the sake of who? For the sake of who? For this comeback. It says, for the sake of Christ, not the, for the sake of your color, of your skin, not for the sake of culture, for the sake of Christ. We have idolized culture. We have idolized the color of our skins. We have idolized all these different things. But it's not for the sake of the color of our skin. It's not for the sake of our Christianese. It's not for the sake of, of whatever. It's for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness. I am content that I am nothing without God. Therefore, I rest more in God. 
So it says, for I am for I am content with weakness, insults. When people look at you and they see your setback and they're insulting you, I'm content with that. I'm content with hardships that it don't matter how hard the waves are. This hardship will get me to the other shore. I'm going to be content with persecution. That's what comes with the process and calamities because it's life. You And no matter how long you live in life, you're going to have a setback. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Ooh, that, I, I just went 20 some minutes in and I ain't got past the first slide. Next slide. Now, my main thought for today's video, <laughs> how to make a strong comeback. My main thought is you can come back from any setback. You can come back from any setback. It don't, the, only come, the only setback you can come back from is when you in hell. That's the only, there ain't no comeback from that. But any other comebacks you can, any any other setbacks you can come back from. Now, the problem, let's get to this because I, I, I've been, <laughs> I done preached the, the text for so long. I got to get to these points. Many people are not prepared to handle setbacks. Oh, man, I ain't talked to the people. My bad, y'all. Please excuse me. Floyd in the bitty. <laughs> Floyd in the bitty. <laughs> That's what y'all. Floyd in the building. Jazzy, thank you for watching. Simon, uh, Simeon, uh, Simon Stokes. Simone. <laughs> my bad. Simone, my bad. Watching from Virginia. Thank you. Rose Purple. Hey, Coach. Hey, how you doing? Epsi Lopez. Good morning, Coach. Epsi from pa uh, Pasadena, California. Thank you for watching. Nine in the morning over there. Uh, Simone says, I have to be tired in order to be trusted. I have to be tried. Oh, that's right. God is a God. Listen, God can't trust if you ain't been tried. Right. That's why you want to marry a warrior, not a whiner. You know what I'm saying? God's girl. Yes. Yes, girl. S Simone, good stuff. Robert, what's going on, fam? Uh, Simone says, yes, that happens to me all the time when I'm in a long checkout line. Yeah, it happens to me. Wow. OK, got that. I will be smiling with patience when I'm telling you smile with patience. It works. I'm not saying not, not all the time. It's 98 percent chance. This is for me. Thank you, God. God gets the glory. Yes, let patience have a perfect word. Isolation zone is, is God's preparation. That's powerful. That's right. Thank you for your beautiful inspiration. Keep living your purpose. You are and will continue to be blessed. Back to work, but feeling so good. You're so welcome. Hey, Mr. Pena. This woman right here has been a blessing to me. This is the, I don't want to put her business out there. Let me take a name off. This young lady was the one that that I tell you about the story that comes that came into my YMCA Wednesday and Thursdays or was it Tuesday and Wednesdays and she was the one that got me into education so Mr. Pena I appreciate you she was the one that saw me smiling at the front desk all the time and offered me a job thank you Mr. Pena I will always uh, um be thankful for you uh Tarshaw Edwards exactly okay uh, uh, everybody's coming in all right let's get back to it let's get back to it so I can and Mr. Pena I really appreciate you because you God used you to open me into a whole new world. You see what I'm saying? I want to appreciate you for that. Thank you. And so, all right, uh, problem. Here we go. Many people are not prepared to handle setbacks. When they are set back, they are either surprised, saddened, or they become stagnant and sour with God. Please understand that. Many people are not prepared to handle setbacks. Right now, people are so entitled. People are so comf so caught up in comforts that when a setback comes, they don't know what to do. A lot of people are not being built from the old cloth anymore. They're not being sewn or torn from the old cloth, made from the, the solid stuff. And so when a setback comes, they never make a comeback because we live in such a convenience uh, uh, culture 
where everything, that's what happens. Think about it. every generation gets a little softer based upon a level of convenience. So back in the day when our parents had to work 17 miles, our great, great grandparents, you know the stories, I had, to, I had to stop by the brook and kill a fish for lunch for school that day. <laughs> I had to tackle a sheep and, and, and cut the, cut the, cut the uh, 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 fur off and, and when winter time. Then a generation came, it got easier. And the easier it got, the softer we became. And now that we we don't even got to go shopping anymore. We don't even got to go. And don't get me wrong. These conveniences are a blessing. But for many people, they, they are causing them to be soft. I'm so glad I grew up. I'm 35. 35 is not old, but I remember the pay phone still. I remember having a, a, a map quest, had to go to the library to print off directions to go somewhere. I, I still remember the map when I was a kid. My mom had a map and we had to use the map to get where we had to go. I still remember. Uh, uh, I remember I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 18. Kids got phones at eight. I one thing when I have kids, I'm not going to raise them with with suffocating conveniences. Because the world, convenience convenience may change, but the world doesn't. The world is mean. The world is tough. The world will slap you in the face and can care less on what you got to say. So what the issue is, many people are not prepared for setbacks. Therefore, you can eliminate their comeback. And the reason why people don't make comebacks is because they're, they have been too comfortable in conveniences. Many people are not prepared to handle setbacks. When they are set back, they're either surprised. They're surprised. Oh, I'm not surprised when a setback comes because it's a various trial. It's part of life. Setbacks going to come. They're either surprised. Oh, my gosh, where does this come from? What is this? That's fine. You can be surprised, but you shouldn't be that surprised. Or they're sad and, oh, man, I've been set back relationally. I've been set back. Oh, man, saddened. Borderline depressed, if not depressed, or they become stagnant. They don't know what to do. Oh, I'm stuck. Or they become sour with God. God, how could you? I've been there. I've been sour and mad at God, but I warn you, be careful what you do when you mad at God, fam, because most of us make our greatest mistakes where our greatest regret stems from. It stems from our, our, our uh, 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 um, rebellious zealous actions in the face of a God that we're mad at. So we do a bunch of dumb stuff when we're mad at God. That's why I'm telling you, man, listen, the reason why we get mad at God because we don't, we ain't really taking the time to understand God himself. So people become sour with God. I can't believe you, God. I can't believe you let this happen. All right. But God's like, I'm trying to set you up. Some of the setbacks that come in our life is because he's a loving God. The setbacks we have in our life is because he loves us. And the issue is, since we don't even know what love is, we can't even recognize the love of God when he's setting us back. Hmm. Let's keep going. Next point. In life, you will face setbacks. No matter how long you're going to be setback, you're going to be inconvenienced. You're going to be whatever. All right, let's get some definitions. Definition of a setback is this. A setback is an event. A moment, something that happened, an initial event. But notice, not all events just comes out of nowhere. Some people have habits that set the event. Let's talk about that. 
So if the definition of a setback is an event, then some of us, we have to ask ourselves, if the setback was caused because of me, what were the habits before the event that set up the event that set up the setback? We'll talk more about that. A setback is an event, <clears throat> a moment that delays your progress or reverses some of the progress that you may have had, that you may, that you have made. A reversal or delay in progress, an interruption in progress. That's what a setback is. So a setback is an event that delays your progress. Some of the progress that you have made, a reversal or delay in progress, interruption progress. So basically, a setback can come from many ways. A setback could be, be caused because of you. A setback could be caused because of them. Or a setback could be caused because of him. A setback can be caused because of you. A setback could be caused because of them. Or a setback could be caused because of him. Or it could be set a setback could be caused because of just life. Just transitional. You didn't even know. But you have if a setback has been caused because of you, you got to investigate the habits that set up the setback that's gonna hinder that's gonna hinder you from having a comeback. Because the reason why many of us are set back is not because of God, it's not because of other people. The reason why many of us are set back and we're not able to have a comeback is because we have poor habits. We have poor habits. So you have to say, okay, am I the reason why I'm set back? And if you are, investigate yourself. Most of the reasons why I, I wasn't where I wanted to be in the past was because of my poor habits. And I blamed other people. I blamed God, but it was really just me. And if it's because of other people, then you got to say, hey, fam, why am I attached to these certain people, man? You got to you got to set up. You got to set yourself up with people that are set up. Listen, if your friends are set back themselves, then how can they help you have a set up? Like you want to be with somebody who, who set up, who set up. They all they good. Holistically set up. You don't want to be with somebody that got setbacks. Let's keep going for time. I, I, if I labor on these points long, I won't get through them now. A comeback is defined as a return to former to a former position. So a comeback is defined as a return that I'm returning back to a former position. I was set back from uh, uh, this place, this place of dominance, this place of success, this place of of whatever to a former position. But with what momentum and more maturity. So a comeback is saying, hey, I'm going to get back there. And when I get back there, I'm going to be more mature and I'm going to have momentum. Right. Let's keep going. Now, categories and types. There are two categories when it comes to setbacks. And there here are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, more um, nine different types of setbacks. Two categories of setbacks. There are minor setbacks and major setbacks. So you can see that. There are minor setbacks and major setbacks and now those self-explanatory a minor setback can just be uh, I, I, I twisted my ankle so i can't play for or or this happened it was a minor thing set me back for a couple of days and i got back in position i sprung back quick that's a minor setback a major setback is uh the basically the difference between the two is a time period of springing back a minor setback boom boom i'm back now without two days lost, two hours lost, 20 minutes lost, not that much time lost. A major setback is in the days, weeks, months, years, 
and you haven't seen that position again. When your marriage had that great momentum and that great level of love, and then a major setback came in, whether it was a sick family member or infidelity or or just poor communication. Now it's it's you you y'all haven't had that fun in that position in a while, so it was a major setback. And and the enemy wants that. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. How much time can I take away from a person because your time equals your life? That's why I tell people, man, audit how you spend your time. Because if you could look back over the past year and you see how, think about it. some people spent, if you at the end of the year, at the end of the year, they would have spent months on, 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 on their phone. They would have spent more on their phone, spent more on Instagram, more on TikTok, more on Facebook than they did on their own craft. Now that don't make sense. It don't make sense. What positions do you want to hold in life? What positions do you want to hold? Like, if you want to hold a strong marriage, you want to hold wealth, you want to hold that stuff, that's the position you want to hold, then you got to say, hey, man, where am I spending my time? Right? Who am I setting myself up with? Right? Because you don't want to be set up in a bad way. You want to be set up in a good way. So the difference between a minor and major setbacks is it boils down to time frame. Like if I if anything happens, uh, 20 minutes, I'm back in my position. A minor setback can be an inconvenience right now of a family member that needed me or whatever. And it it but I wasn't able to get back into my book, but I got back into in the 20 minutes, right? 30 minutes. Or a minor setback can be, oh, I got distracted with this video when I should have been doing this with this time, but I got right back in, in 20 minutes time. Major setback is weeks, days, uh, months, years since I've been in that position again, or I've never had that position. But a setback means you had the position, but you lost it, all right? So we're not even talking about a person who's never been set up, <laughs> all right? So the goal is, have you been set up? And in order for you to be set up, you got to be settled. In order to be set up by God, you got to be settled in him. The Bible says, submit yourself, for, submit yourself therefore, uh, 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 submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee, right? It also says, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God, and in due season, he'll elevate you. So what I'm saying is, in order for you to be set up, you got to be set under, right? So some of some of this, some of this may not even apply to some of you all because you haven't been set up yet. Now you got to ask yourself, in order for me to be set up for a setback, for a comeback, I got to be settled in God, right? Because only only when I'm settled in God can I be set up. Now, for those who have a setback, it means that you had a position at one time, right? But then you got set back from it, right? So we're talking to two people now, those who've never been set up and those who've having a setback. Those who are waiting for a setup, you got to be settled in God under the mighty hand of God. So in due season, he'll elevate you at the proper time. That's a good word. Now, types of uh, setbacks. <clears throat> Let's go through these real quickly. A mental setback. A mental setback. Mental setbacks is when you entertain a thought that you should have entertained. You allow that opinion of your mom, the opinion of your dad, the, the critique of your, your so-called friends to get into your mind. That's why I tell people thinking is a choice. You know, the issue is not the thought that came in. It's the thinking you gave it that became the problem. That's what the Bible says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And before that, it says, cast down vain imaginations. The issue is many, many people do not know the difference between vain and valid thoughts. Vain means this has no point. Valid means this has a point. And even if the thought has a point, there is some truth, truth to it. Is it true? Just because there, there is some truth, just because it's true doesn't mean it's a truth. 
That, that's what I'm going to say. Just because it's true doesn't mean it's the truth. So even, even though the accusations are coming against you in your mind, and yet it is true that you did that. Yeah, it is true that you made that mistake. But the truth says that I'm adopted into the family of God. The truth says that all things work together for my good. That's what the truth says, even though the thought in my mind may be true. The accusations may be true. But what does the blood say? Just because it's true doesn't mean it's the truth. And the issue is we got to know which thoughts are vain and valid so that we'll know how to cast those imaginations down. Like we should allow thoughts to become imaginations because when thoughts become imaginations, you'll start bearing the image of that thought. You start bearing the image of that imagination in your own life. And now you become the reflection of thoughts that you thought. So you can't allow thoughts to just come in and then you allow thinking to be the rain that develops that thought now into a stronghold. And now you can't even, you got these little uh, ropes on your mind holding you back from your comeback. So a type of setback are, is mental. Next is uh, uh, relational, relational setbacks. You, you and your, uh, your husband or your wife, Y'all having a relational setback because of poor communication. Have a relational setback because of a mistake that was made. A relational setback because of infidelity. There's a lot of relational setbacks, right? Relational setbacks in dating, courting, whatever. There's relational setbacks, right? But you can't allow those things, especially when you marry. Now, if you're in a dating phase and you're dating someone and y'all having all these setbacks, then it's time to sit back and look at to see if this should be a place where you should be at back. See what I'm saying? I ain't swinging at nothing. I ain't supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? I got I got to sit back, look at to see if I should be at bat with this. And if and if it's not the case, then I'm walking off the field. But there are certain things that relational setbacks where it's like, hey, man, we're just going through. And that's marriage. You're going to have moments. Marriage, marriage is marriage is great. But marriage is a grind. There's going to be moments where you're going to have setbacks, but you got to get back in that position of love, man. You got to get back to it. Every husband, every wife, you got to get back because the devil's going to try, try to try to pull back, pull y'all away from each other, from y'all having success because he knows if one could put a thousand in flight, two can put ten thousand. That's why he wants husband and wives always at odds with each other and miscommunication, poor communication in their fields all the time. So they can't be in a field in the proper time. Relational setbacks. There are emotional setbacks. You allow the thought to set in. You allow the breakup to the affection. Now you have an emotional setback. Now you emotionally connected. That's why you got to be very careful who you emotionally engage with. You can't share happiness. Woo! You just can't rejoice with everyone. You just can't weep with everyone. You just can't share happiness, happy moments with everyone. You just can't share happy with everyone, sad with everyone, anger with everyone. Because when you start sharing those vulnerable emotional moments, you become tied with that person. You just can't share because what happens in most in most encounters sexually, it began with some level of emotional connection. And now all of a sudden now you physically attached because you were emotionally attached because you became attached to something that you was never meant to be attached to. And so a lot of people are emotionally uh, uh, um, set back because they should have never emotionally pressed in and shared that. See, I, listen, that's why when, when the happy things happen for me, I don't share to everybody. Because I don't got time to be mad at somebody for not being happy for me. Nor am I going to sit there and share that vulnerable moment. Because that's not, I used to share happy moments with a lot of people. And I wish I never shared those moments with them. Because they, it, it sparked the envy in them. 
it sparked the jealousy in them. That's why I know I'm who I am. That's why, that's why I, when you know you're great at something, you don't, you don't gather around too many people because the greater you becoming who you are in God, the more people get become envious of you. I know I'm great. I just wrote a book in two weeks for my school. Bam, like that. I'm working on my eighth book right now. I got nine and ten artists slated for next year. I can't ver I can't share all my ideas and my happiness with people and start bonds with people. Because when you share your good ideas, your God ideas with someone, you're opening the door for Judas's. And what happens is people become attached to your dream, and then they may have been happy in the beginning, and then they will be the main person used as the weaker vessel to pull that thing down. So you can't even share your good ideas, happiness. So you can't no no because you become emotional attached and then when that timer goes off in them and they're used by the devil to sabotage what you develop then you plummet it's happened to me many times when you look at the different teams that i had throughout my ministry in 13 years always one or two weaker person in the mix that got in their feelings and then all of a sudden it sabotaged the whole team and then that same person that was used to sabotage will be the main one crying their tears talking about i'm so sorry about what i did i've learned that's why my team is small. You know who's on my team? Me and my wife. I don't add too many people to my team anymore. That's why I pivoted. That's why I said, man, I can't do this ministry stuff anymore. And God pulled me from it. And now I'm doing it where I got a team that I know can be used by God. So I'm telling you, when you start sharing your ideas, you start sharing happiness, you start sharing your dreams with people that you, you that you not employ, that you haven't employed, then, then, then it's going to be hard for you to deploy. So you can't even become, you can't even, you know, share your happiness with people. You can't even share your sadness with people. How many people became sexual because they shared their sadness? <laughs> oh, when y'all been sad and y'all sit on that couch and one crying and she put her head on your shoulders, you know what hair start rising? Let's keep going. Transitional. Transitional means, I put transitional in there because I talk about just random. You just transit, you just going about your day and a random setback, a flat tire occurs. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a random thing occurred because it's phantom. Flat tire, that's a setback. But I ain't gonna sit there on the side of the road crying. You know, a broken windshield, a, a rock hit your windshield, cause a crack. You know, just that's a that's a a, a transitional setback. It it wasn't the devil, it wasn't nothing. It was you were just going about your day, got a flat tire. Transitional setback. Spiritual and biblical setback. This spiritual setback could be spiritually demonically setback. Demons are just listen. I already know who I am to these demons, fam. I already know, fam. Let me leak with this thing. This ain't bragging because you don't want to be at this level. You don't. You don't really want to. Trust, trust. But what I'm saying, I'm not saying it in a boastful way. I'm just saying it in a, in a knowing way. So I understand certain setbacks. Had to check on my wife again, make sure she's good. What I'm saying is, what was it? Oh, yeah. Some people have spiritual setbacks when they're um uh uh going through a spiritual battle, right? And and demons know you your rank. That's why the Bible says one of the demons like Paul, I know Jesus, I know, but who are you? And the sons of Sceva, I think it was their names, they got beat naked out of a city. They were trying to do some spiritual stuff. They got beat out, right? So demons know those who are really about that life and about work. And you're going to have some spiritual resistance. But I'm going to do a video on proactive warfare one of these days to help you with that. Let's keep going. Biblical setbacks. There's some setbacks, biblically. Hey, you just can't have sex for a man. That's a biblical setback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you was out there in the world and you was out there doing your thing and you came into the knowledge of Christ <clears throat> 
and your soul was saved, right? There are certain setbacks. You can't you can't have that position until you are you can't have that position without certain nutrition. You know what I'm saying? You can't have that position. Like it's okay. You 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 that's a biblical setback. I can't I can't have sex until I'm married. That's a biblical setback. I can't do this until I have until that, right? So there's certain biblical principles that once you came into salvation, you were set back, and that's a good setback. Because now that there's a proper place for me to have that, right? Let's keep going. Um, environmental or global, like the pandemic, that's a setback for a lot of people. That's why it's important to be connected to the kingdom, not this this nation. A dual citizenship is important. You know what I'm saying? I am. I, it's an honor to be in America. It's the, it's the freest country in the world, right? But but my where am I the most free? Is in the kingdom of God. So it doesn't matter what happens in this environment or global. It don't set me back. 2020 was a great year for me. There was no setback for me in 2020. I got a new job. I got promoted. I sold more books. A lot of things happened. So it didn't affect me because I'm not a part of, I'm not so immersed or connected to the system because I'm connected to a higher thing. And he's my source. He's my provider, right? Physical setback. You you sprained your ankle. You hurt your body. That's a setback, right? You, you got sick. You got ill. That's a setback, right? That's why you got to take care of your body. Financial setback. Hey, you made a bad purchase, bad investment, or 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 or, or uh, uh, a bill came out of nowhere, or something happened that you had to pay. So find a setback. You know, you had to pay something because a child got injured, your wife got injured, or something happened. You had a financial setback. Motivational setback. You're in the middle of pursuing your purpose, in the middle of developing a product, and you're just emotionally, uh, motivationally not there. So you have a motivational setback. That's why you got to have discipline, right? Personal setback. That's just you just setting your own self back, and it's personal. Let's keep going. Quick points real quickly. In life, you will have setbacks. We already said that. In life, you will have setbacks. Next, you can't make a comeback without mental toughness. If you are not mentally tough, in order to be mentally tough, you got to go through tough things. You can't make a comeback without mental toughness. You got to be tough mentally. In order to make a strong comeback. Next point. Making a comeback is an important life skill. <laughs> because you have to do this a long time. You gotta do it all the time. Like you gotta, you it gotta be a life skill. It's gotta be a skill set for you. It's gotta be something that you that you have within your tool belt in your repertoire. Next point: having good footwork or mental work. That's because I'm a ball player. One thing about me, I got good footwork. I took ain't no shame. I took ballet, I took tap dance when I was a teen uh, high school. I was very clumsy. That's why people are shocked on how, how shifty I am and how quick on my feet I am. I took ballet. No shame in it. People laughed at me. I wasn't going to do no shows. The lady was trying to recruit me for a show. I said, listen, I ain't putting no, no little tights tights up in front, of the, in front of the people. I ain't going to be just caring nobody. I was, I was fresh off of puberty. What you think? <laughs> he about to show, show them anyway. What I'm saying is, but they want I ain't do no shows, but I was in there tapping. I know how to tap. That's why I'm quick on my feet. That's why my footwork is impeccable. But having good mental work or footwork and knowing how to pivot is vital. You got to know how to pivot in order for you <clears throat> to be legit with it. You know what I mean? What I mean by pivot, you got to be able to, boom, when the ministry and people start leaving and people start being in their feelings and stuff like that and people start coming to doing stuff, whatever, boom, YouTube, YouTube live. Bam, we up. And you know what? I didn't have to pay no uh, room fees. I didn't have to buy a bunch of food every week. Oh, man. This pivot has been prosperous. This pivot has been great. I know a lot of people have been asking about how Unplugged's been. Man, I am so glad I ain't doing that no more. I loved it. It was great in its time, in its season. So I started back in 2010. 
I started back in 2010. That was before YouTube was popular. Was, there was no YouTube Live. I promise you there was YouTube Live back then. I wouldn't have to deal with these people I had to dealt with. I wouldn't have dealt with all these kind of things. I would have been here. But the thing is, at the right time, pivot it. You got to learn how to pivot. So no matter what happens, you know how to pivot and go somewhere else. Right? Let's keep going. Next slide. How to handle a setback. Real quick for the next 15, 12 minutes. How to handle a setback. S, don't settle down in the setback. Don't settle down in it. Don't get down in your feelings with it. Don't settle down in the setback. Don't sit there because I'm setback and now you're going to settle down in it and get comfortable in it and start being sad about it. No. Find ways and set yourself back up. Don't settle down the setback. Don't cry about it. Don't whine about it. If you got to cry tears, cry temporary tears. But don't cry tears for, 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 for a long period of time. And trust in your source. How to know setback is pull from your source. Your source is God. So if you have a final setback, you realize money wasn't your source. You have a relationship setback, you realize that that woman or man not your source. When you have a setback in any one of those areas, you are now reminded that your source is not that. So now you got now you now you have no other choice but to trust the source. That's what happened to me. I trusted in the source. You see what I'm saying? The source. Let's keep going. Give me one second. I got to make some change real quick. Okay, you gotta you gotta uh, uh, trust in your source because we have so if your if money is your source and you have a financial setback, right? If money is your source and you have a financial setback. What kind of temperament are you going to be in? You're going to be utterly emotionally destroyed and distraught because your source was your money. If you have a relational setback and that person breaks up with you, you're going to be messed up in the head. You're going to be messed up because now you're going to be like, man, I thought she was my everything. I thought he was my everything. But you have to understand the difference between a source and a resource. My wife is a resource, not a source. I am her resource, not her source. I can't be God to her. That's not my job. She is not supposed to be God to me. That's not her job. So you got to trust in your source who is God if you want to uh, uh, handle a setback. And you got to expect setbacks and discomfort. That's life. You got to expect them. They're going to come. You're going to, God allows setbacks because setbacks are the main thing he uses for your setup. Or set back, set back into position for your comeback. That's why he says, count on joy and meet very trials. They're used, trials. We're not talking about temptations. We're not talking about torments. We're not talking about that. We're talking about basic life trials. Oh, you got a flat tire. Now, learn how to change a flat tire. If you want to get back on the road, don't be sitting there. We, we trust too many conveners. A lot of men right now who don't even know how to put up a, a, a TV on the wall. They don't know how to mount a TV on the wall. They don't know how to change a tire. They, they call AAA every time they go through something. No, no, no. Get in the dirt. Get in the mud. Get in the grind. Expect setbacks to discover because that's part of life. If you can't get comfortable in, un, in, if you can't get comfortable in discomfort, you'll never have true comfort. You also got to encourage yourself when you have a setback. Find the facts behind the feelings of that setback. Ask yourself, what were the habits that set you up for this setback? Make those adjustments. Change. Encourage yourself. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Next, E, educate yourself and earn from it. Educate yourself. How did this setback occur? Was I rushing? Was I crushing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What was I doing? 
that's put me in a setback. Or if I'm in a setback and it's just it's just God's using, God's doing, God's using, or it's just life, how can I educate myself in it? How can I find out the reason for the failure, the reason for the mistake, the reason for the setback, and then I can earn from it? I want to earn. When you learn from it, you earn from it. But if you don't learn from it, you burn from it. You burn emotionally. You burn mentally. Next, T, take care of yourself. You can't make a comeback if you're weak physically. You got to take care of yourself. Like, like, like life, is, life is tough, man. Life will pull on you. That's why right now, man, this summer has been trying. But at the end of the day, I got to get back in that gym. I got to get, I got to juice. I got to stay in my nutrients because I know, hey, when children come, when a promotion come, I just got a promotion even in my job now. So even with that, I got to be uh, elasticable. <laughs> That's a word. I got to be stretchable. I got to be pliable. My body has to be taken care of to take care of the situation. So if I have a setback, I can't be, some people setbacks going to put, put them in, put them out of here. You don't want to be in a situation where you have a setback and then have a heart attack. You don't want to have a setback and then you have a stroke. You don't, have a, you don't want to have a setback because you didn't take care of your body. And then when a random life event occurs, you out of here. That's not what you want. You got to take care of yourself and develop mental toughness. Don't complain. Don't be crying about it. Get mentally tough. If you want to have a strong comeback, because you want to have a comeback, not to get back to that position. And be like, oh, I'm back. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not about getting back to it. It's about getting back to it with momentum and with more maturity and more ability to manage. You got to develop mental toughness. Next, you got to be grateful. You got to be grateful. Be, be grateful. Always. Count it all joy when you meet all, count it all joy when you meet various tribes. I got to be joyful all the time, no matter what I go through. I'm joyful. No matter what, I count all joy. I'm grateful. Grateful to set back because it means going to have a strong comeback. And be the first one to forgive. You can't have a comeback if you don't forgive yourself and the person who offended you. If you have a relational setback or friendship setback or whatever, you have a setback when they're dealing with a person, you got to be the first one to forgive because you already know that I'm learning from this setback. I'm learning how to choose friends better. I'm learning how to navigate relationships better. So I'm going to be the first one to forgive because forgiveness is giving me the opportunity to go forward. Give for, forgive is giving me the opportunity to go forward. So I give, I forgive quickly, man. Now I might be petty for a long time, <laughs> but I forgive you on a quick time. Hey, you got to accept that it could, you got to accept that it could not have happened any other way. You got to accept that. Hey, it happened. And if it happened, that means it couldn't happen any other kind of way. It happened. Well, get out of the way. I got to accept the fact that it couldn't, could not have happened any other way in some situation. And focus your attention. Say, all right, now that I'm here, I'm going to focus on what needs my attention right now in order for me to have that comeback. Next, A, you got to accept responsibility and ask for help. If you, if you, like I said, if you're the reason for the setback, accept the responsibility. Accept the responsibility. That's on me, fam. I look in my, I look in the mirror when I, when if I make a mistake and I know it's on me, I look in the mirror and be like, Josh, that's on you, fam. I don't, I don't blame nobody no more. I haven't blamed anybody in years. I, I really don't blame. One thing, two things I don't do is complain and blame. I don't. Uh, mentally tough people, people understand the process of life. They don't, they don't complain or blame. I don't blame my wife. If, I don't care if it's my wife's fault. I take the blame. I don't blame her. Nah, fam. I don't because that, that's soft. That's, that's pansy moves. 
Like when you blame other people, that's what got us out the Garden of Eden. Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed the devil, and they both got sent out of Eden. Mm. We could have been still eating and eating, but nah, we was blaming other people. You got to accept responsibility. If you want to be in your eating, you got to take responsibility. Because I promise you, God being a gracious God, the same yesterday, today, and forever, the same God. If Adam would have said, God, it was me, I ate the fruit, it was my fault. The fruit didn't have all that power. It was just a regular fruit. It was the premise that got them off the premise. It was the premise. It wasn't nothing in that fruit that, oh, they ate and it just got biologically in the... No, it wasn't nothing in that fruit. It was the premise that got them off the premises. The premise was <clears throat> you didn't obey me. The second premise was that you wasn't aware of was that if you would have just admitted that you was wrong and God gave Adam the opportunity. He said, Adam, where are you? Who told you? And then he blamed God. I think that's what God, God got. Now he's saying God didn't get in his feelings, but God was like, yo, you gonna blame me? Adam said, it's the woman that you gave me. Oh, so you trying to blame me and my gift too? Oh fam, y'all out of here. But if Adam would have just accepted responsibility, I promise you, he would have been an eating longer and asked for help. When you have a setback, ask somebody, hey, I need help, man. You can't be proud. You, listen, one thing about me, I do not mind asking for help. One thing about me, asking for help is not embarrassing to me. I, one thing about that stuff about pride, that's part of the pride that I don't got to work on. The, the, the petty side of God's still working on me. But when it comes down <clears throat> to um, asking for help, I don't care how I don't care how dumb it makes me look. I'm not the type of husband that's not going to go to the gas station. If I don't know where I'm at, uh, we got with GPS now, but I'm metaphorically saying I'm not afraid to go to the gas station and be like, hey, man, where I get out of here? I ain't, I ain't afraid. When I'm in Walmart, I'm not the type of husband that's going to be looking around. That's a waste of time. Time is money. Time is life. Time is money, right? Time is honey, right? So I'm going to be like, hey, man, where, where is this at? I don't got time to be macho. That's what I'm saying. I don't mind asking for help, and it's important. See, don't complain or compare. So when you have a setback, don't complain. Get in the game. Don't complain. Get in it. Let's go. Let's work. Setback, cool. We down 20, cool. It's the game over, though. Nope. So I'm coming back. That's what the mentality got to have. I don't care if I'm down by 20 at the half. The mindset that I have means that it's the game over, though. No, the game ain't over, so I'm going to make a comeback. I don't care if – no matter what game I play in basketball, I don't care how many points I'm down. I have the mentality I can come back and win, period. You're going to have to beat me to prove to me. <laughs> you have, And even, even when I lose a game, I still don't lose. <laughs> it's funny. When people beat me in a game of basketball, I don't lose. That night, I'm, I'm just learning what could I – oh, I could have did the up and under right there. Or I could have did the Ezzy half spin shimmy on them. And when I see that person next time, boom, 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 boom. See what I'm saying? So even when I lose, I don't lose. <clears throat> I learn. If you follow my stories on Instagram, you see it all the time. I'm getting buckets tonight. If you follow my story, Lord willing, if that's what he wants me to do today, you're going to see wins and lessons. <clears throat> I never lose, fam. That's not a, Losing is not even in here. When you pull back the Rolodex in my brain, one thing you will never find in this thesaurus, in this dictionary in my brain, is the word loser or lose or loss. You'll never find it up here. I don't lose. So you, you, you can't complain. You also got it. You can't compare. I, I don't compare. We don't got we don't. There's no time to compare to anybody. We don't compare. It's not fair to you to compare. It's not fair to compare because there's no two pairs the same. See what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, is that 
when you have a setback, don't compare to somebody who's getting set up because you don't even know who set them up. Most people are in setbacks comparing their setback to somebody set up, but they were set up by the devil. I don't. One thing I learned is not everybody who's being set up is being set up by God. Also, silence your inner critic. Hey, man, fam, stop being hard on yourself. That's what you do. Time say, K, know that setbacks are temporary if you allow them to be. No, know that. It's on you, fam. Know that setbacks are temporary if you allow them. Not all setbacks was meant to last forever. You can actually change it if more knowledge that you occur. Last but not least, you got to kick out all negative emotions and energies. Kick them out. I ain't going to think this way. I'm not going to feel this way. I'm not going to surround myself with people that's going to make me feel that way. I'm going to get over it. Now, how to handle a setback? S, don't settle down in a setback. Trust in your source. E, expect setbacks and discomfort. That's part of life. Encourage yourself and educate yourself and earn from it. T, take care of yourself and develop mental toughness. B, be grateful and be the first one to forgive. A, accept that it could not have happened any other way and focus your attention. Accept responsibility and ask for help. C, uh, don't complain or compare. Silence your inner critic. And last but not least, number seven. K, know that setbacks are temporary if you allow them to be and kick out all negative energies. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Hope you got something from it. Hope that it's going to put you in a position to make a strong comeback. Um, if you're looking for books, tools, card games, resources, all the things like that, make sure you go to my website, imunplugged.com. Those who's watching on YouTube right now, you can go to my description box, click that down button. There's all the links there, links for you to give, links for you to get involved, not get involved, that's back in the day, links for you to uh, get merch, get books, get card games, all that kind of stuff. I am unplugged.com is where you can get all those different things. Books like uh, The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole or Full of Holes, books for those who are single, a dating prep book for those who are dating God and dating themselves to become dateable so you can date the loved one forever. This book is for you. And if you're in a dating relationship right now, y'all both can read the book and ask yourself, are we on the same sentence in the same paragraph on the same page? Do we agree? Right. Also, if you're dealing with soul ties and strongholds, the purpose of freedom is a good book. That bird is in the cage, but whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You just got to fly into freedom. That book's available as well. Also, other books as well, like my newest book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Your Life. That book's going to help you to develop your discernment ability and help you to see how God wants you to see things so that you won't fall into things that you shouldn't be falling into. All the books like the red book in the top right there is a book on spiritual warfare, how to put on the whole armor of God and my children's book in the top right corner. So I've written seven books. You go to to Amazon, just type in Joshua Ezzy. My name is right here, right there, Joshua Ezzy and Amazon. Uh, If you want to give the support, what I do, go to IamUnplugged.com. If you you feel blessed and you feel the unction through the Holy Spirit to give, you can do that as well because what you give helps me and my wife develop more um, resources and tools and it also helps our students because at the at the high school that i'm working at a lot of y'all support helps us to support them in their entrepreneurial endeavors so we appreciate that i think that's it the azzy life we just me and my wife just put out a new vlog the azzy went to the beach so make sure you check that out the azzy life subscribe to that youtube channel there um and i think that's it i love you all let me see if anybody wrote anything new um, yeah, James, James, I'm, I'm actually going to go through the book of James in my 18, 16, 18 year old class. So I can't wait to go through that whole book. It might take us a whole year to go through that. Um, but I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.